Welcome to Life Simply Better, the podcast for busy working moms who want a simpler, more relaxed life, but aren't quite sure how to get there. I'm your host and coach, Zoe Galitzis, and I will be showing you step-by-step how to create the less busy life you crave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13. I hope your December is off to a great start. And I am so excited for today's episode where we are going to talk about what we really want. What do we really want in life? Is that a question that you shy away from? Maybe you feel like it's pointless to even figure out what you really want because you're so busy taking care of family and career commitments. Or maybe you think, I'm not sure what I do really want. I don't really feel connected to a greater purpose. Or maybe you just don't even uh, know what you really want from day to day, really simple decisions. What do you want to eat? What do you want to wear? Maybe those get you tied up. I think that's true for a lot of women. I think it's easy for us to get lost in sort of being focused on taking care of everything else and not pausing to think about what we want just for ourselves. But I think this is one of the best things to think about and to focus on. I think that getting in touch with what you do want and really understanding what drives that can not only create a much better experience for you, but it can also really bring out the best in you and actually allow you to make a better contribution to the rest of the world. So let's talk about what do we really want. And the way I like to think of this, which is very simple, is that all we really want is to feel good, is to feel a certain way. We think that there's way more than that that we want. We have our list of the perfect job, the perfect family, the perfect wardrobe, all of these things that we think we want. But there's really only one reason that we want anything in life, and that's because of how we think having it will make us feel. We associate those goals, having those things, achieving those results with a certain emotion. Maybe it's relaxed, maybe it's happy, maybe it's excited, maybe it's fulfilled. And having that emotion is what's really driving us to that goal. And so I like to take an approach of instead of focusing on the result or the external thing that you want in your life, really taking a pause and looking at how you want to feel and what drives those feelings, what drives creating those emotions in your life. And so on today's episode, that's what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about how what we really want in life is to feel good, how to get that. And how focusing on feeling good can actually still create spectacular results in the rest of your life on the outside. So let's talk about this idea of wanting to feel good and where our feelings come from. What makes us feel good? So if you have heard other episodes, you've probably heard me talk about the self-coaching model by Brooke Castillo. This is a coaching tool that can be used to really describe any situation, including our goals and desires in this case. And so if we think about the lines in the model as a quick recap, 
the model is that we have circumstances, external circumstances that trigger thoughts. Those thoughts create our feelings. Those feelings create our actions and our actions create our results. So notice where feelings, where feeling good would be in this model. It's right smack dab in the middle of the model. It's the middle line out of the five lines. It comes after thoughts, our thoughts create our feelings, and it comes before our results. And this is really different than how our human brains think of things just by default. So it's kind of our reflexive response as people to associate how we feel either with our external circumstances, things that are outside of us that we can't change in life, saying, you know, he hurt my feelings or I don't feel good because I don't have clothes that I like. You know, we think of our feelings as based on those external factors or we think of feelings as based on the results we create. Like when I lose 10 pounds, then I'll be happier. But really our feelings are just created by our thoughts. They're created about by what we make our situations mean. So the reason that you think you would feel better if you had different clothes is because you would be having different thoughts about your clothes and yourself when you had those new clothes. It wouldn't be the clothes themselves. Um, just think about, you know, maybe you have a sweater that you're just tired of and you put it on and you feel kind of blah and you don't feel great about yourself wearing it. But that same sweater, maybe you donate it to a secondhand store and someone gets it and they put it on and it's like this new special sweater to them and they feel really attractive and they feel great. So really our, um, our feelings don't come from those external circumstances. They come from our thoughts about our circumstances. And that's really important to understand. And it's also important to understand that you don't need to get a certain result to feel good. So going back to the example of losing 10 pounds, that's in your result line. That's in the final line of the model. Feeling good happens way before that. It happens after you have a thought. And again, you think you would feel better if you lost weight because you would probably have different thoughts about your body. You would think, I'm more attractive. I can fit into my clothes. Whatever would make you feel better in that scenario. That's really just a thought you're having about your result. And that thought is driving your feeling of feeling good. Those thoughts are actually something you could choose to think at any time. You could choose to think in the body you have right now, in the sweater that you have right now, right? That you're attractive and that you look just the way you should look. And that would create a different feeling. So what's so cool about this is that it means we don't have to get anything. We don't have to achieve anything to feel good. We can stop at that feeling line in the model, just work on our thoughts and our feelings and have a much better experience of life. So that's the first thing I want to offer is just this idea of starting to notice how you're feeling, how you are thinking that is creating that feeling and how that's separate from your external circumstances. 
And I encourage you to play with this when you find yourself wishing like, oh, I wish I had, uh, I wish we could remodel our kitchen. How would you feel if you remodeled your kitchen? How do you think you would feel when your kitchen was remodeled? I guarantee you that is the reason that you want a kitchen remodel because of that feeling. Think about how you could generate that feeling now with or without the kitchen remodel. And I'm not telling you not to get your kitchen redone. I'm just letting you know that that feeling is available to you now. Whatever you think you would get in having that is available to you now as an experience in your life. So that's the first item. Our feelings come from our thoughts, not from our external circumstances. So if all we really want is to feel good, let's focus on our thinking and getting curious about that and understanding that because that's really the key to having what we want and feeling better. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about a more advanced concept. That was kind of the basics. Now we're going to get a little bit more advanced. And if I lose you in this part, don't worry about it. You can come back and listen another time. Even the first part is going to be really helpful, I think. And that's really a great starting place. But now I want to talk a little bit more about other feelings, feelings that we would classify as negative emotions. So examples of that might be sadness, disappointment, grief. And with those feelings, um, you know, again, they're negative. We think we don't want that. And it's human nature to sort of want to feel good all the time. And I think a lot of us are looking for that magic bullet. And again, it's like, oh, if I could just get that kitchen remodel done, I would feel so much better in my house and that would be great. But what we don't realize is that the natural state of being human is that there is a mix of positive and negative emotion. And if you stop and think about it, you know, I don't know, you probably wouldn't want to feel good all the time. We think we do. We kind of automatically go there and wish we could be happy all the time. But stop and think about that. If you were really happy all the time, think about some of the events that have happened in your life that you probably wouldn't want to feel happy about. If my my son was just sick, he had a he had bad stomach bug, he was feeling really out of sorts. I don't necessarily want to feel happy when my son is sick. That's not really the emotion I I would choose even if I had complete control over my emotional states, I don't think I would choose happy or excited or fun as the emotion to have when my son is is really sick, right? And there's plenty of other more serious circumstances you can probably think of besides that where you wouldn't necessarily choose a happy emotion. So that's one thing that's good to understand right off the bat is that although we kind of search out and seek for this feeling good all the time, When you stop and think about it, that's probably not actually the balance you would choose. You probably would choose a mix of negative and positive, and they play off of each other, and that's what really creates the richness in our lives. But when negative emotion comes up for us, we don't like it. That's why we call it negative emotion, right? It doesn't feel good, and we tend to resist it. And this resistance of negative emotion only creates more negative emotion. It feels like we're doing the right thing. It feels like we're trying to fix it. 
but it doesn't fix it. It just kind of builds on it. So for example, we might be feeling afraid about something happening, maybe people not approving of something that we did at work, right? So we have some fear around that. And so we take that fear, we think, I don't want to feel afraid, so I'm just going to work really hard so I don't have to feel this fear. And then that turns into anxiety about not having time to get everything done and and anxiety about other things. So we kind of take that baseline fear instead of just owning it and allowing it, we pile on and we create this anxiety on top of it. Another example um, related to work could be where maybe we have some stress going on in our family life. And in order to avoid that negative emotion, we start getting really focused on work and we end up overworking. That's another thing that a lot of people do to avoid negative emotion that feels probably like um, the easy thing to do in the short term. Like, I don't want to deal with it, that other part of my life, so I'm just going to work really hard and avoid that. But it never works in the long run. It always catches up with us. And of course, there's other negative side effects of overworking. And so then you just have those to deal with. So there's an alternative to resisting negative emotion because, again, when we resist negative emotion, when we resist feeling bad, it tends to just pile on and create even more negative emotion than we had to begin with. So instead of resisting negative emotion, you can actually choose to allow that emotion. And this is different than indulging in a negative emotion or it's different than ruminating, it's different than wallowing in it. Um, and the difference is that you're, it's, um, you're not really getting sucked into the emotion. You are more observing yourself having it, you're allowing it, you're not resisting it. And people get really nervous when they first try this that if they allow their negative emotion that they'll never feel positive again. But there's actually research that shows us that feelings when we allow them in that way, kind of allow them to just work their way through our system, they don't last that long. You know, it's really a matter of minutes. So you don't have to be nervous that if you sit and allow yourself to process disappointment or sadness or fear, whatever you happen to be feeling, you don't need to worry that you're going to get stuck there forever. It's really just like a wave passing through our body. And when we can allow that wave to pass through and then move on with the rest of our lives, that's a much more productive way to do things. And it actually feels a lot better than resisting the wave and just um, creating more anxiety or overworking or addictive behavior or other things that we do to try to resist or avoid that negative emotion. So when you start to do that, you realize that you still have negative emotion, but those negative emotions feel so much better than they used to, again, because you're not kind of piling on. And my coach, Brooke Castillo, teaches this concept of 50-50, meaning your life is 50% positive emotion, 50% negative emotion. 
And I thought that just sounded terrible. I'm like, wow, I'm paying you this money. You're my coach. And you're telling me that even after I get coaching, my life is still going to be 50% positive and 50% negative. That sounds like a really bad deal. <laughs> sounds like a ripoff, right? And so I resisted this idea of this balance of negative and positive emotion for probably more than a year after I started getting coaching. And um, of course, the whole time I continued to have, you know, the anxiety issues that I was having, um, you know, real self-esteem lows that I was continuing to have and still feeling bad um, through this resistance of it. And it made such a difference to me when I finally learned how to just sit and process my negative emotion. And um, so I just want to encourage you to give that a try. And when you allow it, what I mean by that, what that looks like is that it it doesn't even look like much on the outside. It just looks like you're, you know, you might be standing in line at the grocery store when you're doing this. Other people won't look at you and say, wow, she's processing negative emotion. It just means that you're noticing that you're having a negative emotion. Oh, I'm feeling disappointed. And then you're observing what that feels like in your body. I can feel that in my chest or it feels tingly in my wrists or whatever the feeling is. You kind of notice the the physical effect of that emotion in your body. You watch the thoughts that you're having. You get curious about those thoughts that are leading up to that negative emotion without trying to change them. You breathe into it and you just allow yourself to feel that way instead of immediately trying to fix it. And it will pass. And again, often it's just a matter of minutes. You may have something that's recurring that keeps coming back and you you continue to do this process with. But I promise you it's not something that is going to, you know, suck you in and cause more negative emotion by doing this. So when you process negative emotion like that, it's so freeing because it feels so much less bad than when you're stuck in that spiral of stress or anxiety or whatever you happen to be piling on as a form of trying to fix how you're feeling. So that's my other tip here is to not be afraid of that natural balance that happens in life of positive and negative emotion. And so with all of this work, I want to come back to the model and talk about what I really see as a bonus. So we've spent this episode talking about really the feeling line, the F line of the self-coaching model and how what we really want in life is to feel a certain way. And that's why we want anything. That's why we have any goal is because of how we make, how we think having that goal will make us feel. And how you can really focus on your thoughts and your feelings as your primary work in your self-coaching to get what you want. But there's a bonus here, which is that when you feel good and when you allow these negative emotions instead of reacting to them, that you will get the most incredible results, external results in your life. So for example, let's say you're feeling confident, right? Let's say you've done some work and you've found some thoughts that help you feel more confident. You've recognized that the feeling of confidence comes from your thoughts. And 
now you're feeling confident. How do you act? How do you show up when you're feeling confident? You're probably, um, you're probably proactive. You're probably vocal. You're probably going after the things that you want in life. You probably show up, right? And so all of those things, all of those actions create really positive results. And so that's the important thing to understand here too, because I think people have this idea that if they just focus on their feelings and on feeling good and on processing emotion and all of that, that they won't ever take any action in their lives. But I would suggest the opposite is true. I think that when you feel good, that's what fuels the action you take. And those actions are what create those results. So you do not have to be nervous that if you spend some time focusing on your thoughts and your feelings, that you'll stop creating in the world. It's really um, the opposite is the case. And I think you create your best work when you do it from a place of awareness and openness to those thoughts and feelings, because that really is your fuel in life. All right, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Again, I hope your December is off to a great start. I will be back next Tuesday and we will talk soon.